Well, we're going to look briefly at a, a couple texts, actually a few texts of scripture this morning before we go to our prayer time. And um, and this was actually generated by a comment that I received from someone who has spoken on our United Prayer Devotion time before, Pastor Gerard Hemmings, who pastors in uh, London. Um, he signed his letter with these words, may you know his unveiled presence today. May you know his unveiled presence today. And I really appreciated that. I, I enjoyed, and I've just been thinking about those words uh, the last few days, and it really has drawn me into several texts that came to mind. And so I've just been, as I've been doing some traveling and just uh, meditating on God's word, um, I thought I'd just kind of rehearse some of these texts that have come to mind uh, regarding the unveiled presence of God. And I think you'll see where we're headed. Um, I hope you'll see where you're where we're headed with this before we enter into our prayer time today as we pray for revival and awakening. And specifically, we're praying on a weekend when there will be the public proclamation of God's word in churches. So um, Exodus chapter 33 is where we're going to start, and then we're going we're to bounce around a little bit, and uh, if you, um, I'll probably go pretty quickly, so you don't need to turn. I'll, I'll read the text, but if you want to turn and you can get there, great. You know this text probably. Um, we would even say that uh, God uh, covered his face or his glory from Moses during this time, but um, Exodus 33, verse 20 says this, and he said, thou canst not see my face for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by and I will take away mine hand and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. So even in this text, we know that Moses was changed by the presence of God. He didn't see the face of God. Um, but he was changed by the presence of God, even to the point where God um, took his hand away so that Moses could see the back parts of God. Um, I don't exactly know what Brother Hemmings was referring to, but these are some of the things that came to mind. And then um, speaking of Moses in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, um, we find a text that describes that the Holy Spirit can remove the veil of blindness from someone's eyes. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse 15 says, but even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. This is the unveiled presence, if you will. Now, the, the Lord is that spirit. 
And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So we are changed um, by God's presence. We are changed by the what we would often refer to as the manifest presence of the Lord. There's freedom in Christ. There is a face-to-face -face intimacy with Christ um, as the veil is taken away. And then this is the, the first verse that came to mind when I read Brother Hemming's um, comments, and that was from Mark chapter 15. And uh, verses 37 through 38, and in this, there are just two verses, and they're short, and you know probably the, the context, but this is at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And in Mark 15, 37, the Bible says, and Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom. And this is, as I mentioned, this is the text that came to my mind first when I read his comments because up until this point only the high priest could go into the holy of holies and that being just once a year but when jesus died that veil was removed was was split to where um, there was unlimited access now that we have to the manifest presence of god um it changes us we've been changed because of the ability to have that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, in James chapter 4 and verse 8, we read, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So, so Moses was changed even by the presence of the Lord. Our hearts are changed as God opens our eyes to truth. Then God says, now you draw nigh to me. And it's not just draw nigh to me. When you draw nigh to me because of this presence enjoyment that we have i'm going to draw an eye to you it's the face to face and often in the scripture the face has to do with intimacy there's a there's 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 very few people that i get face to face with one of them is my wife and uh, every once in a while when the when we, we were joking the other day because um if you're a parent you maybe know this this drama sometimes you're in bed and you're sleeping and you wake up and there's a like a two-year-old face right right in front of you. Some you know, little kid has gotten out of bed and come to mom and dad and and uh and they're just staring at you, wondering what to do, and and you're asleep and you wake up, but that's a face-to-face -face encounter. And um God says, Draw nigh, and I will I will draw nigh to you. So um I want to mention one more text. And it's not an exact parallel, but I think, I hope at least you'll understand why I'm mentioning this text, because I think there's a, an application here. 
It doesn't necessarily have to do with the presence of God, but it does have to do with the gradual working of God. And that's from Ezekiel chapter 47. And uh, I'm going to read beginning in verse 1 and read through verse uh, 5 of uh, Ezekiel chapter 47. And the reason I'm doing this is because this is what I'm praying for church services. I'm in Maine. Um, I'm not preaching tomorrow, but I'll be in a church service tomorrow. And I've been talking to the pastor about the presence of the Lord. I've been talking to the pastor about, and he's a fairly new pastor of this church, um, about uh, the, the, the gradual working of the Lord in a congregation. Um, and we're praying for revival and awakening. And um, I'll read the text, and then I'll, I'll, I'll make the comparison. So Ezekiel chapter 47, this is where Ezekiel had a, a prophetic encounter where he was led into a river. And uh, verse one says, afterward, he brought me again to the door of the house, and behold, the waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without under the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. It's a little confusing, but it clarifies itself here in just a second. Verse 3, and when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the loins. And afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen. Waters to swim in, a, a river that could not be passed over. In other words, it was too deep to walk in. And I read this text um, yesterday. And I got as if, and in the back of my head, I was thinking of this presence of the Lord. And I thought, we're praying for a worldwide revival. We're praying that God would bring an awakening. We're praying for, yes, a dramatic working of the Lord. But what if the Lord were to choose tomorrow, or um, for most of us, I think the day is tomorrow, um, to just bring the presence of the Lord ankle deep? <laughs> to where we know God's at work. And maybe there's sin that needs to be repented of. There needs to be a zealousness for the presence of the Lord before the Lord can bring an awareness of his presence up to the knees and then to the loins. Uh, and then so deep that we get carried away by it. Um, we would love to see cold hearted, cold, we'll even just say stagnant churches or even stagnant Christians say something's going on here, even if it's at the ankles. God is at work, even if it's just ankle deep. We long for the river, the torrents where we get carried away 
by the Holy Spirit of God that maybe tomorrow, God, would you do it ankle deep? And uh, would you manifest your presence? Would you change us? Change us, Lord, even if it's gradual, even if it starts small, even if during the sermon you arrest our hearts and you start changing us from the inside and maybe show us sin that needs to be confessed, show us um, a zealousness that we need to have, show us um, uh, um idols that we need to forsake and then lord move from the ankles to the knees and uh little by little god would you bring revival would you bring awakening so um i have been specifically burdened um and i i read something to andrew and paula uh last night as we were sitting at a at a dinner in portland maine um and this um this came to mind last night as I, well as i was reading it but this text came to mind but uh, um this pastor was saying that he's all about preaching god's word he said i'm all in on the word of god but all word and no spirit and we dry up on the other hand all spirit and no word and we blow up but if we learn to put the two together we will grow up. And uh, there are academic academic preaching, and I think there's grounds for that. And there's, but uh, we can be praying for Holy Spirit filling of preaching and listening and ministry. And may it be that the church matures and knows the manifest presence of the Lord, even on the Lord's day.